Hello and welcome back to the Football Foundry, sponsored by Roughneck Scarves. I'm your host James and I am joined by Matt. Hello. 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 Got an absolute jam-backed episode this week. So we'll be doing about five minutes then. Brilliant. Yep. Good stuff. See you later everyone, thanks for listening. (laughs) (laughs) Sponsored by Roughneck Scarves. (laughs) <laughs> just get get that that. <laughs> oh, I suppose we best just dive straight into this news. Uh, the Ori's straight to the deep end. Yeah. Uh, Southampton have axed Mark Hughes. Not really a shock. Well, to be fair, it was a disappointing result against United. I know. It was a brilliant point for United, but disappointing for Southampton. Southampton should have been expecting an easy three points against this United side. It's like definitely two points dropped from Mark Hughes and should be embarrassed that it was only managed to draw against this Man United side. Embarrassing. Exactly. Embarrassing. Um, Just around eight months in charge, Mark Hughes did. But Southampton have spoken to Ralph Hassan-Huttle. I hope I've said that right. And he has agreed to take the job after positive talks with the club on Monday. So they've obviously already had this in the pipeline. Um, For those of you that don't have a clue who that guy is, he's a former Leipzig manager. You know, Adamella Luckman, Nabikita, where those sort of players... Timo Werner. Went to... Timo Werner. Yeah, yeah, precisely. Um, it led them to a second place finish in Bundesliga. I know that might not sound too much of an achievement, but when you've got teams like Wolfsburg, Dortmund, Werder Bremen, Musch and Gladbach, and all them pushing as well, um, it's not a bad achievement to be fair. I'm more questioning that you put Wolfsburg in that list ahead of Dortmund. Your initial thought, it your was initial just thought was Wolfsburg, came. then Dortmund. Like, <laughs> anyhow, it was just off the top fine, of my head. Fine, I don't know yeah. why. <laughs> Well, to me, it shows that he's clearly good at nurturing potential and bringing out the best in the like the up and coming sort of players before shipping them off to bigger clubs. Well, Southampton are well known for having a really good youth academy. So if it's one going to be another one of those sort of minds like Pochettino was for them, yeah. it could be a good fit for them to be true. If, if he is. Um, the next potch, let's say. Ooh. Spurs, eh, not Spurs. Liverpool are gonna come a knocking <laughs> because they they were raising a lot of players and then just sending them out to Liverpool, like a feeder. Oh yeah, well, Southampton is Liverpool's B team. It always yeah. has been for the past however long. But uh, um, so if. If, say, for example, the deal with um, Hassan Huttle falls through, there were yeah. some other ideal candidates that were thrown around. These these are the ones that are favourites, along with Hassan Huttle. Um, Kiche Sanchez-Flores from... Yes. Um, oh, God, who did he manage now? Was it Watford? Yes. Yeah. Uh, David yes. Moyes. Everyone, yes. everyone knows David Moyes. Nigel Pearson. Yeah. Uh, Carlos Carvial. Mm. And then I thought I'd throw in there as well Craig Shakespeare. 
Not the worst shout, to be fair. Not a, I'd, not I'd a like to shout, see you back in Premier League. You did all right with Leicester. Yeah. It didn't do too it did bad. did do all right. did do all right. It's not, it's not a bad shout. And then my other one to throw in the mix as well is Mourinho when he gets sacked. Oh, the special one down, down south. Film. Oh, yeah, man. Like, he's like Man United, probably similar level, level to Southampton right now. To be fair, yeah. it, could be, it could be a step back for Southampton going for a Mourinho-type exactly. manager. Yeah. It might be a step back. It might, but, it might put them back a level. But United are good at shutting games out and making them dull and boring. So maybe that might sort out the defensive um, issues. True, true, maybe. But Man, the, the thing with Man United, they do like to give away a quick early goal or two. So Southampton might want to stick away from that philosophy moving on. Yeah, but they'd love to get a late goal as well. Plus, how can they, they afford that £100 million Lukaku with his amazing first touch abilities as down <laughs> Southampton? Plus... The showboating pony that is Paul Pogba and Oh my yeah. god, that touch. Oh. <laughs> my god, United are rubbish. But oh. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um Southampton are clearly they they've obviously had it planned as to what they're doing with this managerial uh appointment. Thing, yeah. Yeah. From the so sounds of him, I think he'll be an all right. Do you feel like if he's yeah. one for building up talent in Southampton, like I said, they've always got some young kids coming through that. Yeah, they've always not been scared to put in the first Let, team, so it could be a good choice. Let's not forget as well the talent that they've already got that no one's managed to unlock the the, the, the like full potential of. Yeah, you got like James Ward Prowse as yeah. the Mina. Um, come on, Charlie Austin, throw yeah. some mar at me. Um, Hoiberg, Hoiberg, yeah, they've got um, obviously Nathan Redmond had a very good game against United. I yeah. thought this week should yeah. storm off for them. They've got Ryan Bertrand at left back. They've, they've got some decent players, like yeah, they have Cedric Suarez. Yeah, and they've got a lot, they've got a, they've got a, a top eight team if ooh, they're all on the A game. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> mm, okay, if they're all on the A game, I'd say they were. What so? Who are the top seven and who are then Southampton ahead of? Like, you know what I mean? Your top six are mm, obvious. Seven. seven will probably yeah. be Everton. Then who's after then yeah. Southampton straight eight for ahead of Leicester? Ahead of West Ham? West Ham have got a very good team once when they get going, I think they'll be fine. It's like I I think between Everton and West Ham. That's a, that's a um I'd say Everton are a notch above West Wolves. Ham. I don't know. Well, yeah, no, so Wolves, do I. Wolves are losing Games, yeah, we'll get on to that in a little bit. But Wolves, are, I don't know, of course, he will. But they're trying to come off the track a little yeah. bit there, but might just be a temporary sort of thing. That, but yeah, yeah. but honestly, at full potential, I do believe Southampton have got the talent there to be a top half team at least. Um, okay. other bit of news the Nations League semi final okay. draw. We've got the Netherlands. Um, doable. To be fair, that's doable for the us. entire thing's doable. Netherlands, Portugal, yeah, I know, Portugal and Switzerland in the other half. It's like, yeah, we could we could actually win this. It's coming weird. <laughs> like, I'm more confident about this than we were. I was in the semi final of the World Cup. Yeah. 
but I, I'm not that fussed about the Nations League. I still think it's a glorified friendly tournament. Hey, but but if we win it. Well, why not? Hey, it's a bit of history, though. First ever winners of the A division, yeah. whatever, blah, blah, thing. Yeah, so it'll be good. There you go. If, touch wood. 50 years' time on the Football Foundry podcast. Who were the first ever Nation League winners? God. England. England. Um, sorry, <laughs> I just went on my own oh. little tangent then. Do you uh, remember that Harry Kane? Sir Harry Kane. Yeah. Sir Harry. <laughs> Sir Harry. Oh, God. Um, next little piece of news kind of annoyed me again, to be honest, because we've talked about this a lot. Uh, Mike Ashley. Yep, that's right. We're back there again. Uh, says he wants to sell Newcastle before the January transfer window. And I instantly got like a build-up of rage when I saw this because it's to me it's becoming a tactic to essentially, essentially publicly announce the fact that he ain't spending a penny. Like what? Yeah. Like I feel like it's his way of saying, I'm not going to be the owner, so I'm not spending any money. This is someone yeah. else's problem. And I think that's his way of addressing the fans of saying, I'm not putting any more money into this club. Well, the fans already know he's not putting more money into the club. It's just him re- 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 reiterating that. That's that's the you got there so, eventually. I got there, man. It's been a long <laughs> day. But um, if it's true what he's saying, it's obviously it will give fans a bit of hope because he's pretty much saying that there are in talks with somebody. Like It's the furthest they've actually got down the line of, Potentially someone taking over. So it could happen, but as long as that's the truth and someone could be taking over, then it's obviously a positive news for Newcastle fans. But like I, I said, it could just be another Mr. Ashley Poy of like, yeah. yeah, I'm trying to sell the club. Yeah, I think they were, they were a lot closer last year when there was actually two people saying that there was um, Ashley himself saying that they had interest. And then there was peop- there was actually... I can't remember the woman's name now for the life yeah, of me. Yeah, I know exactly who you mean. I can't think of the name right now. There was an actual um, two-sided thing to it. Yeah. And there was a deal being put in place, but then it fell through. At the yeah. moment, it's just Ashley saying, it is possible that the, a deal could be met before 2019. And he's hopeful of stepping aside and finding a new owner that will please everybody. But the chances of that happening are going to be pretty slim, I think. Well, yeah, you, you can easily take what he said to a pinch of salt. Time will tell with these things. Like you say that with everything, though, but time will tell. And he says it potentially could be done before the end of the year. So that's four weeks, give or take. Yep. Well, it is four weeks, four actually. Weeks. It is four Ooh. weeks. <clears throat> Big we'll ask. see. We'll see. Big ask. Um, final piece of news before we move on to a quick question. Uh, we we predicted this, Matt. I know we did. Luka Modric. Luka Modric, the little Croatian wizard, wins the 2018 Ballon d'Or. <laughs> crazy. The Ballon uh, d'Or. First, yeah, first time in 10 years that Ronaldo or Messi have not won the, the prestigious award. Mm-hmm. Got the full list of the top 10, but I thought I'd make it the top 12 just to laugh at a certain someone. Um, okay. Obviously, Modric won it. Obvious. And Ronaldo came in second yeah. uh, with Griezmann third. Yeah. Then we had Mbappe fourth. Yeah. Messi fifth. Mm. Bit of a shocker, that one. That's uh, his, is it his second worst? I'd say so. But yeah, Argentina did now in the World Cup. Yeah, I said one 
well, didn't get Champions League, so. Mm. Um, Salah, yep. sixth. Deserved, to be fair, with yeah. the season that he had. Yeah. Uh, Varane, yep. highest rated defender. Yep. Rightly deserved yep. as well. He's been brilliant. Agreed. Uh, Eden Hazard, yep. seventh. Oh, eighth, sorry. Yeah. Uh, De Bruyne in ninth. Yeah. Harry Kane in tenth. Yeah, man. He's pushing up that list. Cup, mate. Probably the only reason why he's on there. But We had yeah. our little treasure in Golo, 11th. Oh, I bet he was smiling all the way during this. Yeah. <laughs> in his little mini. <laughs> um, it's, so, so far, Matt, I've read 11 names. Is there anyone on that list that you feel... Um, sorry, is there anyone missing from that list that you feel could be in there or not? Is there a certain Glenn Murray. name? Glenn Murray. <laughs> is there anyone else other than Glenn Murray that you think could potentially be in that top 11? Anything? Uh, anyone? Um, anyone that could possibly be missing? Uh, uh, I believe he's worth quite a bit. Mm. Still talking about Glenn Murray to me, here, mate. <laughs> <clears throat> it's obviously Neymar. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, Crazy, isn't it? Big fish in a small pond in France, ain't it, mate? There's no other PSG players in that list, and rightfully so. They did not fall in the Champions League. Hey, mate, you're saying no other PSG players? Mbappe's there, fourth. Oh, God. Oh, God, yeah. That's awkward. But he actually took it to the World Cup, though. I forgot about yeah. that. Yeah, that's that's boosted him, man. That's it? awkward. Um, but yeah, Neymar did nothing. PSG literally nothing. He did nothing in World Cup. I think more. I think Mbappe's more up there because let's be honest, he wasn't like he hasn't been. He has been good this year, but I think that part of the fact of his age will help yeah. his. Positioning this the, top rank. The thing that I find funny is Neymar moved away from Barcelona to get out of Messi's shadow, and he just put himself into Mbappe's shadow now. Pretty much. Like, I don't even know why, but as soon as I think PSG, I immediately think Mbappe. I don't. I couldn't care less about Neymar. That's all because like, I completely forgot about Mbappe. But yeah. Um... <laughs> yeah. But if yeah. Mbappe is PSG right now, to be truthful. They'll obviously they have got other good players like old Verratti and people like that. Oh yeah. Team, but yeah, he's not like he's had bad press because there's been a lot of talking about his professionalism with his diving and all this, and it's just a bit of a showboat and trick pony. He's, he's honestly and... gone over to France and put his feet up. Yeah, well, I feel. He likes. He thinks that he's the big deal, like the big fish in a small pond sort of scenario over there. Yeah. That's how I see it. He's got no challenge. He's got no competition. He's just coasting it. Yeah, completely got, agree. Got this young lad coming through the team, like nineteen years old, Killian. He's going to be the world's most expensive player when that deal does finally go through because he's alone this season. Yeah, it's, um, it were to meet financial fair play, weren't it? To, I think um... like <clears throat> fifty-two mil, hundred and sixty-two mil. I can't remember the actual value, but yeah, that'll be going through later on this year. Well, later on this season, I should say this year's uh, been finished. It will. But um, yeah, <clears throat> fully deserved by Modric, though. Oh, I totally agree. Absolutely, man. Really Deserves it. Absolutely. Yeah. Good way to cap off his career, really. Pretty much, because yeah, he's thirty-three years old now, so you can't expect him to keep going at this such a high level and. He's the first player, like you said, not to win it 
since Kaka that hasn't been Ronaldo or Messi. So it's a good achievement. Yeah. Great, great achievement. It is indeed. Um, that's us done for news. But before we do go on to talk about this week's fixtures, we got a question sent to us. All right, let's have it. It's from our leaderboard topper, Dean Proud. Right. And he says, question for you guys. In your opinion, <clears throat> do you think that at the moment, Raheem Sterling is the best player in the Premier League? If not, nope, who next. in your opinion is? I don't think he's the best player. I, I, no, he's on good form. He's not. It's in good form, right? But no, he's def- he's not the best player in the Premiership. I, I did as a little shortlist because I feel like these are the names we're just going to throw about anyway. So I wrote, wrote up a little shortlist. Um, yeah. Sane could be thrown in there because he's on fire at the minute. Could yeah, yeah. Just going based Agreed. on current um, current form. Um, okay. Eden Hazard. Yeah. Recent weeks has been in good form. I did put De Gea in there. Current form. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that, mm. I don't know about that one. Aguero has been in alright form recently. Yeah. Aubameyang has been on fire recently. Top goal scorer in the Premiership. Yeah. Harry Kane. Yeah, yeah. Another one I was a bit iffy with, Salah, I've put in there. He's he's dropped off yeah. this season, well, at the moment anyways. And yeah. another one, David Silva. Yeah. My two, immediately, are Aubameyang and David Silva. Mm. Like there's arguments for every single player on that list. Yes, there so is. There is. That's the thing. They're all different players, and they all have different. Obviously, a bang Yang's there because he's top goal scorer in the Premiership. Doesn't make him the best player in the league. Like I can see why you've gone for him. I don't. He's not my. It, the no, the thing, just to back up my Bamyang shout is. He never really plays as an out and out striker. He drops back so much. I don't. I don't even think he's the most influential player in that Arsenal team. Do you know? That's not Lucas Torreira. He is quality, to be fair, Torreira. <laughs> I'd have to. I, yeah, I'd probably have Torreira as Arsenal's most influential player at the moment. I know Bang Yang's netting for fun, but I think Torreira is so much for that Arsenal team. Yeah. And that, obviously, that helps a Bang Yang. That's why Bang Yang's in this list. But I don't think you'd be there without Torreira in that team because Arsenal would be nowhere near the no, team. Good wouldn't score as many goals. It's a good shout. Just, 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 the, just for the Bang Yang reads. I'm not saying Torreira is the best player in the Premiership because he's not either. I'm just trying to counteract the Bang Yang <laughs> argument. So who's yours? Who's your at the moment best player in the Premier League based on form? Right, because well, I've already done the cheap pot with Glenn Murray for this week's episode. Right? <laughs> Harry Take. Arter. Or Pickford. Pickford yeah. Or someone else. Gary Medine. He's, he's in a premiership as well. He's with Carlisle. But um no. Um I always think Eden Hazard. Like I always go like best player in the premiership, Eden Hazard. Yeah. First nine. Yeah, Hazard. I know yeah, Chelsea yeah. have Well yeah, yeah Hazard. Hazard is them. Right, well, this weekend. Saw Derby weekend. Yes. It was brilliant. But before we get on to the absolute corker that was Arsenal Spurs, we're going to start with Merseyside Derby. Liverpool. 
and Liverpool's 1-0 win against Everton. I've I've gone fact heavy this week. Fun okay. facts galore. So I'm gonna Fun throw facts. some of these at you. Okay. Liverpool have recorded five 90th minute winners against Everton in the Premier League more than any other side in the Premier League. Okay. Crazy. Liverpool have kept 21 clean sheets against Everton in the Premier League as well. Yeah. That's also more than they've accumulated against any other Premier League side. The thing with, though, that with Everton, well, I know obviously there's other clubs in this category, but Everton will be one of the only clubs that have actually been in the Premiership for every single season, so they're bound True. to have more of that fact. Obviously, you've got United, the Arsenal, and some other clubs like that, but True. Everton's probably the lesser out of all those clubs that have been in this Premiership every season, but sorry, just saying. Sorry. <laughs> uh, Liverpool are now on their longest... Uh, ever unbeaten run against Everton, 18 matches across all competitions, Ooh. nine wins and nine draws. To be fair, you'd think the wins would be a lot more than than that, but nine Everton, draws. Everton do tend to turn up in Merseyside's derbies. Like, obviously, yeah. there'd be times where Everton have be definitely been, you could argue, they've always been the lesser team to Liverpool. It was definitely in the Premiership era. But um, there's been times where Everton have been getting close to relegation. Don't they've always been able to pull a result out against Liverpool? But it's just magic of the derby, ain't it? Yeah, honestly, is so yeah. Honestly. Um, across all 36 players named in both sides, there were only three scousers. Scouts. Uh, five Brazilians though. Well, Brazilians and scousers. Crazy. But the game, let's talk about the game. That's me facts out of the way. Um, Both sides did have a fair few chances within the first 20 minutes. It was one of those quality end-to-end derbies that it could have literally been anyone's. Um, Yerimina's header should have been converted from that free kick. Uh, Mane Mane had a chance that he blasted over the bar. Mm. And uh, Richarlison as well. Had a chance to be thrown goal, but lost his footing and fell over. Channeling his inner Lukaku. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but it it was such a good end to end game. There was there was so much like edge of the seat stuff. Like, oh my god, Everton are going to go and nick yeah. this. Oh my god, and then it'd just be that Allison would pull off a save or Van Dijk would get a foot in, and it. It was just one of them classic derbies. It was, great. No, it was a really good game, this. I really enjoyed it. Well, it was a really good game, day for football, to be fair, this Sunday. Yeah, watching it. it really was. Watching it. really was. Uh, big save from Alisson as well to keep the scores level. Yeah. And then straight afterwards, the goal line clearance from Joe Gomez. What a thrilling nil-nil, though. Honestly. <laughs> well, yeah, because obviously Andrew Gomez had his first attempt blocked and came right back. It just seemed to hit him in the head. And it was like slowly rolling over the line. I was like, oh my God, it's going in. And then Joe Gomez comes out of nowhere and just scoops it back off the line. It was brilliant. Great stuff. Great. I love it. I love it more when it's an English person that does it. I don't know why. I English just do. Pride, mate. And Joe Gomez is <laughs> Massive fan of Joe Gomez. <laughs> Um, and then down the other end, Salah played in Shakiri, but he can't beat Pickford, who manages to make the save with his arm. I didn't get why Shakiri just didn't hit this first time with his left foot. His body was open. He could have yeah. whipped it round Pickford, but he put it onto his right foot with the narrow angle. Yeah. It didn't make sense. That. He should have hit it first time and whipped it round. He probably would have scored, but then he tried to beat Pickford on his near post with his right. Yeah. Weird, but... mm. I, I was thinking that as well, to be fair. 
because literally as he receives the ball, it like the body's, open. body's open. The body's open. Yeah. Bend it round him, and he could have whipped it. Yeah, mm-hmm. but took it on his right instead. Fair play to Pickford though to deny him of the course. goal. Uh, Arigi. Divock. Divock Arigi. The the forgotten man at Liverpool, essentially. Pretty much why he's been injured and stuff, but yeah, like some people probably yeah, forgot he was still forgot. even there. Exactly. People thought he was still out on yeah, loan. Man. Crazy. Uh, he came on midway through into the second half and he did have an instant impact. He was a really big um a big impact on Liverpool's yeah. attack. But how on earth did he hit the bar from that close? <sighs> Body shape, I'm guessing it was just slightly off. What else can you say? It, it, it was like high mouth, like you're like, it's a goal. Oh my god, it's a goal. And then he's hit the bar. He's just like, it was definitely the hardest thing he could have done was hit the bar. But yeah, yeah it, was, it was definitely <laughs> lucky for the lad, but he obviously made amends. Yeah, he did. And what a way to get a last minute winner. It it was a god awful hit from Van Dyke. Absolutely <laughs> god awful. Pretty much goes down as a sister, mate. Great through ball. <laughs> Somehow hits the bar after going out of this stadium and coming back in. <laughs> um Pickford. Now I've I've seen the replays quite a few times and he's he seriously misjudges it and it lands in the path of Rigi, who taps it in for the winner, right? But to me, Pickford's trying to grab that. Yeah, he's trying to catch it, mate, and it's going. Yeah, because he he don't want it to go out for the corner. But the ball's always landing on top of the bar. He's never physically going to be able to catch that because he can't. No. He can't be behind the bar or to the side of the bar. He's always going to be underneath the crossbar in that situation. So he's actually going to have to put his hands through the netting or bend himself. It's not yeah. possible to catch that ball, and he's tried to. That's why no. he's fucked it. Like. <laughs> I get why you wouldn't want Liverpool to have a corner that late on yeah. because the pressure that they'd have applied and it, it'd have been a, a tough thing to defend. But I'd, I don't know if he foreseen the outcome that was coming <laughs> of yeah, him trying to catch not. it. Um, it was really unfortunate for Everton because, again, Andre Gomez, um, even Michael Keane had a good game as well, to be fair. Yeah, and he's... He hasn't been the greatest yeah. recently for them, but Marco Silva likes him and and he's doing all right for him as well. To be yeah, fair, he is. like, but Ever- Everton looked really good and they did really well to hold Liverpool out and they they did have a lot of chances. They just couldn't convert them. So unlucky for Everton, but that's football. Absolutely, absolutely. <sighs> the big one, the big one. North London Derby. Yes, indeed. Oh, what a game this was. <laughs> Arsenal 4, Spurs 2. Oh, I love this game. So but I've, bef- <laughs> before we go into it, I've got some more facts for you. Go for it. Arsenal are unbeaten in 19 games under Emery in all competitions. Great Quality. Run. Great run. It yeah. is. Honestly, is. Since a goalless draw back in November 1998, Arsenal have managed to find the net at least once in all of their 23 home games against Spurs across all competitions. Fair enough. Not a bad that is That's decent. Nah. Mental. Yeah, man. <laughs> oh, but this this is exactly what you want from a North London derby. We had goals. We had 
penalties. We had players being sent off. We even had banana skins making appearances. It were all crazy. Yeah, yeah, he's he's got the ban now. That fan. Crazy scenes. Crazy. What a game, though. You said it, mate. You said it. It was some game. I'm out of breath just thinking about it. Really enjoyed watching it. Um, it all really started off when Arsenal got the early penalty. Yeah. Uh, for with a childish handball, I'm going to call it. Yeah, I'm going to call it childish. It was a childish handball, okay. and he picks up his first yellow card because there's no need for his arms to be in that position. Yeah, obviously he's jumping up, so obviously you got you have your arms up in the air to get the jump, but yeah, I don't know what he's thinking there. Stupid mistake. Yeah. It, it's His first league starts since, like... Early October, late yeah, yeah. September time. He... I don't know if he's had a couple of niggles or something, but he didn't look up to it in this no, one, I don't think. No, absolutely not. And he obviously showed with the scoring of obviously what happened later on to the lad as well. But no, wasn't a great day for Jan Vertonghen. Not at all. Uh, you're saying it's not a great day for Jan Vertonghen, but Spurs were a complete mess mm. inside first 25. They were just not no. there. And the 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 ironic thing is is for the past season two three you can accuse Arsenal of not being there for the first twenty five thirty minutes easily in almost ninety percent of yeah. games, but in this one game they turned up and wow they turned up <laughs> like it, yeah they really did they. They could have put the game to bed so early on. They could have had four or five or even six yeah, man, goals easily, so early on. Easily. But they just didn't take them. They couldn't finish them. No. Crazy. But then Son went off and won a, an extremely cheap free kick. I think it's Socrates that yeah. fouls him. I can't remember. But it's, it's a really cheap free kick that Son wins. And... It's something that you don't want to do when you've got the, the obviously the momentum yeah. for you. You don't want to give away silly free kicks because things like yeah, this happen. And Ericsson just whips it in as he does. And Dyer just gets the slightest little near post flick on it and it finds its way into the net. It's poor goalkeeping, poor defending, and it it's a shame to see Arsenal like that again when they've just started off so brilliantly and then they lose the lead. In such a horrible fashion. Yeah. Um, don't know what Leno was thinking here because he should have saved this. Yeah, I don't like, have a clue what he's doing. It wasn't as if it was like a bullet headed from Eric Dyer. It no, was it's just a little it brush. Goes, it hits. It hits Leno and he pushes it into his net. It was weird. He should have. He should have saved it. Shouldn't have been a yeah. goal. This. We, it's really bizarre, like you say. Not a clue yeah. what he's doing. No. <sighs> but after that goal. There was a bit of controversy involving the celebration from Eric Dyer, and I believe both teams have been fined for failing to control the players. Um, same as Jurgen Klopp, actually, for his yeah. celebration running onto the pitch. Rightfully so as well. Game. Yeah. Um, he's released a statement and apologised for all that, etc. Yeah, but um, it was Arsenal's turn to start falling apart now, just as Spurs were like in the first 25 and less than five minutes had passed and Arsenal gave away a penalty. To me, it is a bit of a soft penalty. It's such a slight nibble on Son's foot from uh, Rob Holding. Yeah. 
Um, Watching it live, I thought it was a penalty. When I saw the replay, I thought Son dived. To be truthful, but there is. I think yeah. there is. I think there is. Like, like when I was watching it live, I was like, "Oh, that's a, that's a stonewall penalty." Then the ref gave it. I was like, "Yeah, fair enough." Then it slowed it different angles and all this. It's like, God, I don't think he's even touched him. I, the I the thing is, him. I thought initially, well, as it was like live play, yeah. I thought it was Bellerin that fouled him. I thought Holding had slid in to try and block the cross and could just completely missed it. Yeah, and I thought it was Bellerin that had left a foot in. And I mm. thought, yeah, fair enough, penalty. But then it showed Cameron Rob Holding. I was like, why are they showing Holding? <laughs> and then it showed the replay, and he does slide across, but he gets such a slight little nibble yeah. on uh, Son's voice. Not enough to no, bring Son down. I don't down. think it is. I think Son's milk Yeah, but I feel like that's just how football is nowadays, isn't it? And you've got to come to accept that a bit more. Yes, I know. It's, it's a shame, but it is what it is. Indeed. Uh, Kane steps up and makes it eight goals in eight games against Arsenal. What a record. Arsenal record that for, obviously, a Tottenham lad in the North London derby. It's, it's good stuff, that for Harry. Sir Harry. It is indeed. Speaking of good stuff, that boy Yang. What a finish. His goal was top draw, man. Just hit yeah. it first time and hit it round Lloris. Lloris had zero chance. No zero. chance at all. He's on fire for Arsenal. Yeah, I know. He's like, like obviously we had the conversation before regarding best players in the Premiership. He's rightfully in that conversation, rightfully. Yeah. Um, <laughs> our boy Juan Foy. Uh-huh. Juan Foy. What are we gonna do with this kid? <laughs> what are we gonna I don't do? Understand why they play Aldo Virals. <laughs> Weird, you know what? This is the argument. This is the argument that I've been hearing all weekend. Why is Alderweireld not played? I get that. It's, I think Fife's got it's pictures a... of Pochettino or something like it's, it shouldn't be started. <laughs> I get. I get why he'd want to. Um, can you remember when he gave away the penalty? Yeah. Or two penalties, or, whatever it was. That he or did. the free kicks. Um, or the fouls. On, on his debut, yeah. Everything he's done so far. What? <laughs> Whatever he's done on his debut, I get why he'd play him in the second game yeah. because he needed to get that yeah, bad yeah, game yeah. out of his system, and he did. He pushed on, he got the goal, and I believe it was the yeah. winner as well. I can't really remember, but that was brilliant. But then give him a rest, yeah. give him a couple of games out. Don't overdo it because he'll get too comfortable, <laughs> and then he'll try and take on someone oh. and get caught in possession by Aaron Ramsey, <laughs> who played in Lacazette. Oh, and then there was still a lot to do, to be fair, for for Lacazette. He still had uh, Vertonghen and yeah. Dyer to deal with. But it, they allowed him to turn, pick a place to finish, and it was they just both stood there and both yeah. sat off him. One press, one cover. I think Lacazette got a little <laughs> bit lucky to finish, because obviously he slipped on his arse, but at the same time, he takes a deflection off Eric Dyer <laughs> and it ends up in the bottom corner. So... Uh... It was quite fortunate in that sense, but at the, at the same time, he should never have been in that position. I should have stopped yeah. it, but... Mm. Yeah. Uh, indeed, but Spurs are getting a bit sloppy at the back, and like you say, Alderweireld, he's the one that controls that defence. He's one of the best defenders in the league. He's, not, he's, he's playing this Argentinian kid who just... Yeah. Who's hit and miss. He's not hit about him. Like... 
Well, he had that, he had that decent game, that one, where he got the goal and that was it. Yeah. But I, I don't know what to make of him because he's meant to be a really hot prospect, young up-and-coming well, defender. Young, hot, hot prospect doesn't mean he's ready like, now, though, does it? No, I know, but hopefully he's going to someday learn from these yeah. mistakes. But when when do you ever see someone that's got such high potential make this many mistakes in such a short space of time? You have players like Rashford who have got that potential, for example. Goes to on goal. No, no, but it goes to goal. defence, it's going to be more publicised. More times than not, it's going to be a goal against you. Rashford yeah, goes to a goal, making a miss. It's like... A striker, he's learning, etc. You can get away with it with that side of the pitch. But if you're a defender, but where else are you going to learn and get these errors out of your system? Chuck him in midfield. <laughs> oh. I know what you're getting at, but yeah. Like, uh, I just say, don't play him in the big occasion games. No, I get that. Play him in the cup. Oh, no. Game experience. I've also got David Sanchez and people like that. I don't yeah. know, I just don't. They had Sir Jora, they had Fife, they had the Tongan, they had um, Ben Davis as the fat back for. I think that game was just. A, th- a thing that would have helped is maybe because of those back four, I'd have maybe swapped Juan Foyth and the Tongan around mm-hmm. because then Foyth was surrounded by players that are mainly in the team, more often in the team than not, if you get what I mean. Sir Jora is not. Like, because Trippier's the star for me. Yeah. And um, Sergio is in and out of the team. He's like a, a fill-in sort of player. He'll fill in yeah, when Trippi's having a rest or whatever or injured. And, but Ben Davis and Vertonghen, to me, are, are big presences at Spurs. They're big players and they've been there a long time so they can help Foyth stay under control yeah. sort of thing. Instead of putting him alongside someone like Aurea on his right-hand side. Because they were even arguing with each other as well. Yeah, because um, Aurea had to bring down, oh, I can't remember who it was, but yeah, I do remember the incident. Uh, yeah, because Foyth was meant yeah. to track him. Foyth yeah, Foyth was meant to track him and left him because I think someone else yeah. was coming into the box. So he left it to Serge Aurier, but just sort of jogged away and made it seem as mm-hmm. if he weren't bothered about following him and Serge Aurier yeah, really yeah. hated that and made it no. But I don't know. It's a weird one. Like you said, they've got Davison Sanchez. Toby Alderweireld, they've got could even drop Eric yeah. Dyer back and bring Moose to Dembele into midfield. You could do all sorts. Keep oh. <laughs> it just went a great no. day for Spurs. And at this point as well, it was curtains for Spurs because Abamyang picks out Torreira, who passes Eric Dyer like he wasn't even there. And just yeah, going for this from a DMC, this like just. As soon as that ball's played yes. through around the corner by a bangyang, Torreira knows exactly where he's putting it and just smashes it across Lloris into the bottom corner. It was a great finish. Yeah, and it, it deserved it as well because he'd had a few chances. Yeah, he, he had that half volley or volley from well. the edge of the box that flew past the post. I remember that effort as well in this game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then just to finish it off with a bit of salt, Vertonghen picked up his second yellow card on his first start back for Spurs. What an awful day at the office. Just a tad. Mm. It was a good decision from the ref, though. Of course it was. He, because a lot of people are saying that it shouldn't have been a second yellow because he does get the ball. He does, but it's the follow-through. Yeah, it pretty much chaos the, the other player. It's like, no, 
Yeah, Lacazette's just um, got to replace his shin now because he just went straight in on his shin, I think. (sighs) Yeah, it's definitely a yellow card. It's definitely definitely a second yellow card, I should say, and rightfully walks. Yeah, does indeed. And that just capped capped Spurs' game up. Capped it off, up. What's the right word? Up, Just off. Just it all off, really. Yeah, there we go. Off, that'll do. <laughs> um, we also had another derby in Chelsea-Fulham. Um, But I've got a bit of a... You might find this okay. controversial. I've got a bit of a thing okay. to say. I don't know how you're going to go with it, but I feel like if this game wasn't against Fulham for Chelsea, they'd have lost this. Mm-hmm. Because they they weren't at the best, and I I think that Sarri effect that he's had is starting to wear off because they're not looking as sharp, they're not looking as they're not creating as many chances. The defense isn't looking as strong as what it was by any means. It's either that or or Hazard still isn't fully fit from that injury they picked yeah. up a couple of weeks back, and that that vital attacking route that they've got in Hazard just isn't. No, quite up there I, I understand yet. where you're coming from with this. Like potentially, yeah, if they were playing a better side, they wouldn't have had such as much joy. But because obviously Fulham have definitely not been great recently. Obviously, they've got new manager now, but especially yeah, at the like back. you said, if it was someone else, Chelsea would probably have had a lot tougher. Tough, would have had a lot tougher afternoon than what they did. Yeah, like, I, f- I feel like if you pick it, pick any team really, like Palace, I feel like. They'd have struggled in this game with the way that they played. Watford, they'd have beat Man United, mate. Let's be serious. (laughs) Uh, Watford, I thought they would struggle against Everton. Well, to be fair, they did struggle against Everton when they played them recently. Um, I don't know. I think that loss has hit Chelsea a little bit. Loss against Spurs last week. Yeah, well, obviously that will just shook them a little bit because Chelsea were actually doing quite well. Didn't they just get turned over by Spurs, which was kind of built to be a close game, but Spurs didn't see it that way, did they? But... No, exactly. Oh, well. Um, a, a big result. Big, big, big result. Cardiff. Our little Cardiff have gone and smashed Wolves 2-1. Oh, Junior Hoyle, take a bow. Oh, take a boot, What son. a beautiful goal. Yeah, that this hit was top draw, mate. Like, just bends it round in the top bin and like undecided. Bah, Ruth Patricio had absolutely zero. No keeper would have saved this man. Nah, wouldn't have even seen it coming. No. It pretty much has it back to goal. It takes that one touch to turn it. No, it doesn't even take a touch, does no, it? It rolls out to me. It just it. Yeah, yeah. It's his first goal of the season, but let's hope they're all like that. God, yeah. Like, <laughs> do you know? What it reminded me of. It reminded me of uh, Izquierdo's goal last season. Yeah, he scored one similar to that, and that was an absolute beauty. Yeah, I can understand that. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Uh, we touched on it slightly earlier on, uh, but Wolves have now lost to Huddersfield and Cardiff, the two that many would have said are, are the favourites for relegation yeah. this season. Yet they can go get a point against Man City earlier on in the season. 
I'm I'm struggling to like work it work it out with Wolves. Um, I think it's just a case of teams are now clicking onto the way that Wolves play and the fact that obviously for the, a lot of the games they have played the same team over and over again. A lot of these other players won't have got used to maybe potentially to the pace of the actual Premiership. So when they're starting to bring these other players in, they're struggling to just to acclimatise the Premiership, is that the right word? Yeah, I'll go with that. But I think I think it's more <laughs> the case of just teams are starting to cotton on to what Wolves is like, Wolves style of players and what their teams tend to be, so... Yeah. Like, I, th- I think that the Championship season effect is wearing off slightly. Yeah. I know, I know that they've pretty much reshaped the team, but... The buzz would still be there from the fans, from from the players that are still there that obviously went yeah, up with of course. them. Um, the buzz would still be around the club, so it would still have an effect even on those players that have just come in. Yeah. Um, I think it's starting to hit home a little bit how they, how much they can't relax in games like these because I feel like they take the foot off the gas a little bit when they're on when they're against teams like this. Feel like they don't respect them. Well, enough. you can understand why, but obviously you shouldn't go into a game with that sort of mentality. But you can understand against the Cardiff. But to be fair, though, Cardiff, I've actually picked up the odd point here and that here and there quite recently. So yeah, yeah, no, They're not doing bad. It's three wins in the last four home games for Cardiff after being a goal down in each of those games. So they've turned How many it around. Points are they on now? Then in each of those nine, ten. I think they're on eleven, maybe eleven. Digits? I think they're definitely think... on that end. I don't know, it's just because just obviously three wins in the last four home games. That's probably all the points they've got this season, but I think they've got more than that. Yeah, they've, they've picked up a couple yeah, of draws, sure they? Somewhere along the line. Um, they are on 11 points. So they've got two oh, draws, there we go. Three was 11. Fair enough. But yeah, not bad for, uh, for, for our good mate, Neil Warnock. What a great day out on his oh. birthday. I know. Um, Sharon would have been loving it or hey, cooking his hey, birthday tea. I've gone and done it this week. I've gone and done it. All right. I've gone and got a Neil Warnock post-match interview. Oh, God. For all the Go fans on, out there to hear, here is Go Neil on, Warnock's post-match interview. Neil, those scenes after the match, that was a moment to savour and a moment to cherish, wasn't it, for you? Yeah, the, the fans have been amazing. You've heard them tonight. They've been amazing this season. They all know we're trying our hardest, and, and we are improving. We have, you know, we play some decent stuff at times. Um, a little bit limited as well, but you can't fault the effort. And I thought tonight, we deserved to win, I thought tonight. But they drove us on even, you know, one nil down, Never got on the back in the second half, the noise from where I was stood. It was, it was fabulous. I'm really pleased for everyone tonight. Moving into double figures in terms of points, moving out of the relegation zone, even... 24 hours. Moment. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but that's a nice feeling, isn't it? Oh, well, I'll sleep. I'll sleep well tonight, won't I? I mean, uh, you know, I'm not getting any younger, as you know. And, and, it, and moments like this, you've got a treasure. That's why I'm in the game. I just love when the whistle goes and you, you see your family up there and the fans. It's, it's an amazing feeling. And it's going to be an extra special day tomorrow, isn't it? Oh. Bearing in mind this result. Yeah, I've got all the kids with me tomorrow, so I'm really pleased. It's going to be a nice... All right, I know Sharon's organised it, but a nice steady night. <sighs> you know what it's like in football. If we'd have lost tonight, it wouldn't have been anywhere near as good as it's going to be. From all of us at Match of the Day, very happy birthday. Thank you very much. Any ideas where I got that clip from? <laughs> mm, I don't know, mate. Sky Sports? <laughs> from all of us at Football Foundry, very yeah. happy birthday. <laughs> 
Um, but oh, he's such a brilliant guy. I know. We, we he's, all so, he's so down to earth. He's great. Absolutely, he's great. man. Absolutely. Uh, but Man City played Bournemouth. And you know what, Matt? I'm going to change it up a little bit. Okay. <clears throat> Man City beat Bournemouth 3-1. But we always praise City. So let's talk about Bournemouth's goal. Callum Wilson continuing that fine form. and Good header, like, this. It is. It's a really good header, isn't it? Wrong header, this is. Really yeah. good header. And just to dampen uh, those City fans' spirits, here's something for you. This is the second goal that you have conceded from open play this season. Jesus, that's some record. It is, isn't it? I was writing it. I was trying to find some dirt on him. And like, I need something that's going to like... Um, that's not insult even dirt. Him. That's a compliment. I know. <laughs> that's best I've got. <laughs> that's a really good record, that. It is. Second goal from open play. Wow. In how how many games are we on now? 14? Well, there'll be a lot of games over these next couple of weeks. Obviously, we're now December, but you look to have halfway through the season, so there must be on about 14, 15 games now. Yeah. Same to be on about 19 by Christmas, New Year's time. Crazy. Uh, Raheem Sterling gets his sixth consecutive games goal in six games. Best player in the league, isn't he? Jamie Vardy, it's coming for you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> Speaking of Jamie Vardy, though, he was involved in such a wonderful, wonderful Leicester goal. Yeah. Not the penalty that he scored. Obvs. Not the penalty. Um, it was a lovely touch from Vardy himself, that, and then the ball that played O'Brien in on the right-hand side, who then picked out Madison, who oh, lifts yeah. it up over two defenders, and smashes it past Foster. Oh, does get a little nick on its way through, but I'm not even going to mention that because it was just beautiful. No, right. Obviously, takes a touch, skips two plays, then he has to, takes another touch, keeping it up on his knee, and just volleys it. It's oh, it's top draw, mate. Something you do on FIFA. Brilliant stuff. Yeah, I, I honestly thought this Leicester Watford game would finish as a draw. Yeah, because I thought Watford were going to try and claw back the form that they were on. Yeah. Um, but. Leicester were just really good in. They were playing that that football that they were playing when Dilly Ding Dilly Dong were there, <laughs> and they were playing that counter attacking like scary yeah, football yeah, yeah. essentially that could just rip any team apart at any given moment. Absolutely, mate. No, it was good stuff. It was. Uh, saw another red card as well. Uh, Etienne Capoue sees red for a two footed tackle. Um, <laughs> the best bit about this was he tried to pretend that he'd hurt himself. Oh, that old trick! Um, to to delay it for as long as possible, but <laughs> mm. I just love it because the ref just basically didn't give a yeah, shit. No, right. You're just like have your red card. Get up, get off. Let's play this game. <laughs> oh, I love it when people do that and expect to just like oh, make it. Are you okay? Oh, himself. it's alright. You just. Maimed someone, but are you okay? <laughs> no. Oh dear! It didn't even get a touch. Well, no, That's the best thing. Didn't. It was. It, it deserved to go. Yeah, straight up walk down that tunnel. I... Uh, but Palace hosted Burnley and came out two 0 victories. Mm-hmm. But 
how this game wasn't 25 nil. I have no idea. Oof, Benteke, that's why. Need Benteke on the pitch. <laughs> They're just missing yeah. him. They're missing him. Oh, dear. 29 shots Palace recorded. Only nine on target, but 29 shots. That's the third highest we've had so far this season. And that was from Crystal Palace. Apparently, <laughs> must have been bad. For yeah. that, Joe Hart was very busy in this game. He had, despite the fact he let in two goals, he had a very, very good game. Well, obviously, nine on target, two have gone in. He's had to save seven at least. So, depending what your cast is on target and whatnot, but yeah, obviously he's had a busy game. And he has indeed. And Townsend, a cracking goal. We've seen some good goals this weekend. I was going to say, it could have been goal for the weekend, but nothing's going to take it away from Junior Hoylet's effort. But it was a good effort. Good effort. Yeah, it was. really was. Uh, Last season, Burnley conceded 39 goals in total, right? Yeah. That's across 38 games, Yeah. yeah? 39 goals across 38 games. This season, they've already let in 29 in 14. Um, they've been sussed out, mate. I don't even think it's that. Some Something is wrong there, and I believe it is the Joe Art curse. Oh, come off it. He's actually... <laughs> Do you know what? As weird as this is to say, Joe Art... If he wasn't there, I don't know what Burnley would do right now. I'd, well, obviously, the, Nick Pope wouldn't have been injured. But, yeah, um, definitely can't blame Joe Hart for Burnley's position at the moment at all. No, no, it's... Um, what, what do you even... <laughs> like, Sean Dyche said after the game, it feels like it's the case they're missing the eye of the tiger. It's gone. And it, it's the case of trying to work that back, get that fierce defensive determination yeah. and start from the back. He wants that back. So I, I think maybe in a couple of weeks, Mike's not seeing a stronger, more organised unit from Burnley. But it is a big difference. I was going to say, well, they've been like this for weeks. It isn't the case of that they need to find the eye of the tiger right now. It's been for weeks and weeks. So surely he's been trying to sort this out before yeah. this point. So... Whether it's gonna be... <laughs> they don't need to find the, the eye of the tiger, they need to find the goddamn tiger. The tiger <laughs> and his mate. Yeah. Turn off his mate uh, and get on that yeah. Exactly. Um Newcastle Western. And Javier Hernandez gets his first league double since August twenty seventeen. Uh, Chicorito with a brace, obviously I don't think they was probably expected to start this game, but it mixed it up. Started him against Newcastle and scored two yeah. goals. Did well, yeah. Have a year. Mm. I like I like it when they play an Outovich and uh, Hernandez. I think they. I think it should be tested I've always a been bit a massive more. Fan of Javier Hernandez because he's. I think he's. I've said it a few times. I think he's one of the probably most natural finishers in the Premiership. But it's just been hard to find game time for the lad. But yeah, but I, I like I like the. Um, I think it was for his first or maybe second goal. I can't remember. But Anatovic basically flicks it onto him, and and that worked really well. They were doing yeah. that quite a lot of the game, and they were trying to get him through because Hernandez will start making his run before Anatovic has even yeah. won the ball, and then by the time Anatovic has flicked it, he's through on goal, and it worked so well. And I think 
I think trying to get that partnership building with Philippe Anderson knocking about as well and people like Wilshire as well because he can pick can. a pass out. Of course he can. As, as long as you've got that supply, dangerous. Absolute he's danger. He's got some ballers, this West Ham team. Like, he's got some good players. Yeah. Yeah. Big Zabs at back. <laughs> Zabaleta. Fair enough. <laughs> um, speaking of Philippe Anderson, though, he had yet another fantastic performance and even grabbed himself a late no goal as well. He's been top draw for them this season and proven it. He has. He started off he's a bit slow. Um, they've they've definitely brought yeah, out the best in him. Player, really good player, Philippe Anderson. Yeah. <sighs> well, where to go next? Huddersfield. Mm. Huddersfield. Uh, hosted Brighton. But lost 2-1, unfortunately, after going 1-0 up as well. Uh, Jorgensen's goal was registered at just 55 seconds. The fastest of this season so far. From Huddersfield, of all teams, well, it's like, it was Huddersfield. It's like the fact of Crystal Palace having the third most shots. It's like you know, got yeah. the quickest goal of the season. Yeah, like what's going on this weekend? Yeah, a bit, a bit mental. <laughs> parallel, parallel universe. Yeah, definitely. So, um, Mounier sees red for a foul on Basuma. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I thought it was harsh, and I'm I'm still not convinced. I, I want to hear your opinion of it so that it can maybe change my mind. I don't know. No, I, um, I I'm pretty much in the, same, I'm in the same boat as you in this, mate. I thought it was all harsh. Because after that, Basuma was getting a lot of stick from the fans, which is which is obvious, but yeah. a lot more than the normal. If it was just a standard red card, they wouldn't really give too much stick. They'd obviously give a bit, yeah. but... Literally, whenever Basuma touched the ball, it just echoed. Yeah, it was crazy. But I, I honestly don't understand what he. I get that he sort of raised his foot because he raised it just above the ball. Yeah, right? that's. And he went to try and I don't know. He's he's gone to control it and obviously misjudged it a little bit and clipped Basuma's leg. Just clipped it. Yeah. He's not gone studs in. He's not lunged. He's still got one foot on ground and one in the air to try and control the ball. And he's clipped him. It's, I think it's just and, one of those deals where the ref just sees that he's out of control and it's just oh, a reckless play, red card, done, get off. I, but, I don't see how that's out. Yeah, I literally don't I understand it. It's one of them really bizarre ones that, that come around every so often. But I, all the other red cards it was in today, yeah, yeah fair I enough. Like, deserved it. But this one's a bit... No, I agree, mate. Totally agree with you. Hmm. Well, moving away from that anyway. Southampton against Man United. Now we said earlier, big points drop for Southampton this, but a massive point for United. <sighs> Stuart Armstrong is seriously enjoying his football right now. Yeah, he's definitely on a, a golden run of form for Southampton. He's scored quite a few goals recently. That'd be thirty-two yeah. games, pretty much. Yeah, two last week, got his brace yeah. last week and then got this one this week. Um, And then Cedric's free kick. <laughs> good hit, that. Really good hit. It really was. My question is, though, what was McTominay doing behind the wall? He was 
blocking it if he tried to go underneath the wall, if the wall would jump. That's what I think he's trying to well, do. Honestly, right. But I'm, I'm not even kidding. I know it was like a guy playing hide and seek, put his yeah. in his head through it, or paintballing yeah. or something. <laughs> honestly, was. I have never known, right? I know we always dig at Man United all the time and all this, but I have literally never known a bigger waste of a man than that. Like to to, I'm not saying McTominay is a waste of a man, but I'm, oh, okay. I've worded that slightly wrong. What I mean is like you have your men doing the jobs, like front post on corners, etc., back post yeah, on yeah. corners, like front man, etc. What is the point in him being there? Like in all say like oh, it's just ridiculous. It's just the thing that there's been the odd goal this season where the free kick's been taken, the whole wall's jumped and the ball's gone underneath. It's been put in the corner. It's it's just their attempt to try to counteract that in case Cedric so don't jump the wall. Yeah, but at the same time you got to jump because you you got to try and I know they jumped here, but I think half of them jumped half of them did and it was a bit of a the best the best bit is you know what I find the the most funniest bit about it if you mm-hmm. watch the replay the people they stood behind don't move <laughs> so it's yeah that's what I, that's what I mean it's not even needed so it's like what are you even doing. Like as Marine, have they worked on that in training? <laughs> like stealing a living as a footballer, but um... <laughs> I've never known anything so. I was about to say a different word then, but I've never <laughs> known anything so stupid in my life. Hey, you're um... doing a master stroke if the free kick had gone underneath the wall and hit oh, yeah. the yeah. wouldn't yeah. it? The yeah. That's the best tactic I've ever seen. Exactly. Fair play, but you got to find the work. But yeah, it wasn't great. No, not all. But that is this week of football covered in the Ooh. Premier League. So, I know there's a lot to choose from for all different reasons, but I need you to narrow down for me, please, a game of the week. It's got to be Arsenal-Tottenham, mate. It's, it's got to be, hasn't it? Yeah, there are a couple of others that, that had that buzz to it. Like, I loved Cardiff-Wolves. Just the atmosphere alone was electric. Yeah. And it it was a massive win for Cardiff, and then watching Leicester play was a cracker as well. Yeah, yeah. I thought the way that Leicester were building up, but yeah, you can't look past Arsenal Spurs, can you? Absolutely not, mate. It had everything you needed in it for it to be an absolute corker. It's it's a shame it it did get slightly ruined by the the whole um, racial thing towards Aubameyang. Yeah, that was a definitely took it for took it. Took it for a turn to the worst for a match like yeah. So. Like I, I get that there's rivalries. I get that there's emotions. Well, that's not that, rivalry. That's no a need... completely different level. That is no. I know. There's like there's no need to bring rays and stuff into it. Like crazy, but I'm I'm glad he's got his ban. Fully deserved it of it. Yeah, absolutely rightfully so. Yeah. Ridiculous. Indeed. Uh, and I need a one to watch from you, please. Uh, Chelsea City, mate. Chelsea City. That's a weekend one. Yeah, but it's Saturday. I'll tell you Late what then, because we've got midweek and we've got weekend coming up, okay. I'll go Man United Arsenal. Oh God, that'll be about 5 nil Arsenal. <laughs> all three kicks, all under wall, because McTominay has given up on his tactic. <laughs> He's always jumping now, always jumping. It's all right. They've already put two free kicks on the floor. You know what? They won't do it a third time. <laughs> oh God, they have. They've done it again. That's Scott, your job's to lie down. Stop jumping. Imagine if he actually laid down. 
He's really brilliant. I know. He's been brilliant if he laid down behind the wall. Oh. Would it be more awkward if he's lied down and the wall took a step back and all fell yeah. over him? <laughs> Do you know what? I honestly thought, like I thought he was kind of there to stop Vestergaard running. Yeah. I thought he was there to block him off and make sure that he, he couldn't run past and get on the end of it. Somehow, I don't know. But... Yeah, I get that. But... <laughs> I just can't get over it. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if I managed to pick that as the picture for this week's episode. <laughs> just make no, that, that won't surprise me, man. That won't surprise me either. Oh, dear me. So, that is everything from us this week. As I briefly mentioned before, we have got midweek football coming up. Um, which means double the Premier League load on next week's episode because we'll be quickly running through the midweek games and then going through the weekend's games as normal. Whew, should be a fun one next week. Yeah, should be good, Bon. Should be good. Should indeed. Well, if you would like to say... Oh, no. Oh, no. I'm I'm skipping way ahead here. I'm skipping too far. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. I'm skipping way ahead here. Yeah. I, I need okay. No, I need to do all the socials. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fair play. We yeah. do, we do. Yeah, I completely forgot about that bit. Um, if you would like to follow us on the social interwebs, you can find us on Twitter. At Footy Foundry. You can find us on the Facebooks. Football Foundry. You can go to our website. I almost forgot what I was saying then. www.thefootballfoundry.com Yes, indeed. A huge thank you to our partners, the Beautiful Game Network. They have a whole host of different uh, football podcasts to suit your needs from across the pond in America. So there's lots of different college football, MLS, all that kind of stuff, all covered. So if you want to check them out, you can find them on Twitter. At BGNFM. The BGN. Yeah, I knew that as soon as I said that. I was like, I missed their out. You hit this. <laughs> I know. I can't say it properly. <laughs> um, and also a huge thank you to our sponsors, Roughneck Scarves. They are the official scarf supplier of the MLS, USL, and US Soccer. You can get yourself a custom-made scarf for your team at roughneckscarves.com. Can indeed. There's no the in that one, so it's perfectly fine. <laughs> I know. Well. This time, that is everything from us this week. So, would you like to say goodbye? Goodbye. Thank you for listening, everyone, and we shall be with you next week. This podcast is part of Britpod Scene, an independent network of uniquely British podcasts that's always growing. Check out BritpodScene.com or BritpodScene on Twitter to find out more. Oh.